Hey everyone, welcome to the Phoenix Rise podcast. Claire here. And this is where we talk all things business, spirituality, and mindset. We have no one world or the other. We combine everything because you get to have the best of both worlds. Tonight, we have got my very first ever podcast host, podcast host, podcast guest on the show. So I've guested on lots of podcasts, but I've never had anyone on my podcast. So I'm really excited to introduce Madison to you and to have a really off-the-cuff chat about business. (laughs) Like, we're just going to free-flow this. We're going to see where the conversation takes us. So come along and join us for the ride. I'm sure there's going to be lots of juiciness in this conversation. And Madison, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you so much for having me. Hello, everyone. My name is Madison. I am a multi-passionate business and marketing mentor, strategist, and coach. Um, I'm so excited to be on. I've been in business. This is my fifth year in business. Yeah, about five years in business. Started out as done-for-you service provider, uh, transitioned to strategist, transitioned to coach, and I also own Soulful Scrunchies, which is my e-commerce shop. I run retreats under Soulful Select Retreats, and I am also a volleyball coach as well. So I juggle lots of things, and I have very much fun doing it so I love that lots of figures and lots of pies (laughs) that's the best way to do it in my opinion (laughs) a hundred percent I'm so with you and do you know what what I would really love us to start this conversation with is I think being put in a box right and I think this is such a trap that anyone starting as an entrepreneur falls into and through no fault of our own because we get told that you know niche down and focus on this and you know hone your marketing make sure you know who you're talking to and all of this stuff and I think for people like me and probably like yourself as well it can feel really restrictive and it can feel really confining and you get to the point where you feel like you're not even free in your own business, you know? And it's like, why am I suddenly feeling trapped when I should be feeling freer than ever? Would you like to share some thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that, you know, I think some people have success being very specific and niching down, but I think it hurts people who are more multi-passionate and more multifaceted because I think what has happened in the space that we're in and with the stigma is I feel like society from being little to growing up, we've learned like, hey, go to college, get the job, stay at the job, get promoted, retire, right? That's just kind of society's norms, especially growing up. Now things have changed a bit, right? And I think people are trying to navigate that change of what that looks like. But us multi-passionates, we already know how to navigate that, right? We've been on top of it for a while. And I think that the space that we're in, it feels safe being niche and sticking to one thing. But what happens when I see this with clients is they'll come to me and they'll be like, I feel so restricted. I feel like I can't talk about other things. I feel like I can't infuse other parts of me. I feel like I can't, you know, finally break out and talk about my other passion, start a new business because I was told not to. Mm -hmm. And I think that the people who told them not to do it don't know how to run a multi-passionate brand at the end of the day. They don't know what it takes and what it's like to actually infuse multiple things. And I think people are realizing 
I want to grow a personal brand. I want to break out of the box. I want to grow a business that allows multiple parts of me to be infused in my brand too, and have that free range and have that freedom. And I think that more people are starting to kind of realize that in a way, which makes me really excited, but we're still kind of in that weird, rocky, awkward time where you're seeing a lot of should you niche down, should you not type talk, Mm -hmm. when in reality, your niche is just the problem you solve in your business. That's literally it. And it could be like, I help you, you know, get over your fear of running a marathon. Like that's just a niche. Your niche is not very specific. It doesn't have to be this whole extravagant one thing, but you are the one that helps them solve the problem. You are the one that provides the perspectives. You are the one that helps people. So you are part of your niche too. So in my opinion, technically you can be your niche. You are part of that movement. You are part of that change and you are part of that problem solving technique that you have for your business. Um, I just think people restricted themselves from being in such a small niche and thinking that's the only way to make money or have an impact. When in reality, your audience actually wants to see all parts of you at the end of the day. Yeah, I love that. It's kind of like, you know, you are the brand and your niche can change under you, can't it? You know, you can have different businesses that are different niches, but you are the brand because obviously people buy from people we know this, you know, sales psychology. So your niche can change. It's you that is the, the magnet, that is the kind of the drawing factor. Yeah, yeah. And I always look at examples like, Gary Vee or Jasmine Starr Mm -hmm. or like Cody Sanchez I follow like they talk you know them for like business or whatever they're known for their brand social media the problem they solve but they infuse so much more into Mm -hmm. their brand they they talk about other things they share new perspectives they do so many different things and they're they're their brand right and I think that's where people kind of they're so caught up in creating around the business. They forget that they're the brand too. Um, and they forget to build awareness around themselves. And I think that's where that's fun to me. Like that's when it becomes a blast to create an yeah. online brand. You know, I love that. And I remember when I started my very first business, so this is showing my age now about 10 years ago, and I started in the corporate sector. And I remember thinking about like logos and that kind of stuff. Right. And I, so my my first business is very boring field, right? It's in the, funny, it's in the energy sector, but now I'm spiritual. People are like, oh, and you're like, no, 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 not that kind of energy. <laughs> you're like <laughs> the boring kind. <laughs> but when I was thinking of like the brand, right? And my logos and my colors and all this stuff, I remember specifically at the time thinking, I want to build like a virgin, you know, I want it to be, I don't want it to say what it does, because I want to be open to mm. diversifying, to adding different things on if I want to at some point. Whereas, you know, if you called yourself, I don't know, ABC Energy, that's very much, you know, you're boxed in with that name. And I remember specifically being in that frame of mind where I didn't want to box it in, I wanted to leave it open. But I guess what would be good to explore here is, do you find that most people start, most of your clients start knowing that they want multiple options or do they come to you later on where they feel boxed in and they're like, oh, 
sugar. Like, you know, like, what do I do? I've kind of built myself this invisible cage here, right? Yeah. So most of my clients come to me where they've already felt boxed in. They felt restricted. They've been in business a little bit. Um, so they're either in the circumstance where they felt really boxed in, they're looking to get out of the box, or they're kind of going through that pivot, that kind of involvement with their brand. And they're unsure of how to navigate that gray area. Now I will have new clients who are like brand new to business come to me, maybe in my membership or in an intensive. And, you know, they still want to be known for their expertise, but they want to know how to actually infuse multiple interests and passions and hobbies into their brand too. Like they want to learn the personal brand and brand aspect of things, but a lot of more like a general amount of like 75% of my clients will be kind of coming to me in more of a restricted area um, or in a pivot or currently like managing multiple things and needing help with kind of the managing side and the scaling side of things. But to me, it's just a really fun time. I'm actually working with a client now on, um, she does paranormal, like has a paranormal podcast, but is also a business coach and it's under one Instagram. And I know she came to me. She was like, I feel like my life would be a lot easier if, if I niche down. And I was like, or, or let me provide a new perspective. What if you can generate and you can infuse both of those passions and businesses under one brand message, under one cohesive message that falls under you, and then it will be easier to intertwine them. And I think that's where people go wrong. They think everything needs to be separated, but usually everything falls under you at the end of the day. And people are more entertained by seeing multiple sides of you as well. That's really interesting. So what would you suggest to someone maybe who, and I'm probably more of a rare breed, but I'll take me as an example because, you know, I'm the one talking. Um, <laughs> so what about, for instance, then people like me who have different businesses in very different sectors? How would you look at that? So my route is I they they happened organically. So I kind of built one business. And then I got bored and then I would build a next and then I got bored and then I would build a next. And now I have at the moment I have three businesses and they all pretty much run themselves. And I am now embarking on my journey of stepping into a speaker. That's like my next thing. That's what I really feel called to do. So I kind of got the businesses up and running, but they're all very separate to each other. And my main brand, if you like, my personal brand is on my Phoenix Instagram. So that's yeah. like where I'll talk about my personal journey and, and obviously my coaching and that kind of stuff as well. But I don't really talk about any of my other businesses. People know I have other businesses and I talk about being, you know, a serial entrepreneur, but I don't really get into the nitty gritty of them because the audience probably, yeah. you know, the right audience. So how, how would you approach something like that? Yeah, I feel like you're in a really great circumstance because you're growing a personal brand and you want to speak. And mm. I would just picture your other businesses as documentation and sharing wisdom. I think that you can infuse your other businesses into your personal brand by sharing experiences and wisdom that you've learned from those businesses. So kind of taking like maybe 40% or 30% or 40% of your content is telling your audience, you know, what you've learned from being a serial entrepreneur, like why you started your first business. What was the process of starting a second business and 
figuring out what you wanted to do with your first, I would use your experiences with running multiple businesses as content under your personal brand and what you can speak on. Like, I think that's a really great way to infuse storytelling, to share wisdom, to document and allow your audience. They're like, Hey, she's a serial entrepreneur, but I don't really know. Like, what does she learn from these businesses? Like, what are the businesses? Um, does she have any negative experiences, challenges, and like great experiences? Like, of look at if I'm looking at someone who's doing that, that's what I would want to know. So that's how I would infuse those businesses and share them occasionally um, under your personal brand. And I feel like if I wanted you to like, if I was at a conference, if I like owned a conference and I wanted you to speak at it, I wouldn't be like, okay, she's a serial entrepreneur. That's great. But it's more than just that. It's her experiences, her lessons learned, her challenges that she infuses into her brand and talks about with her multiple businesses. So yeah, like, I love that. a great way to do that is like storytelling through reels or being able to like show behind the scenes of you working on these businesses or like telling stories on your Instagram stories or TikTok about it. Like, I think it's just really sharing that wisdom that you have. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's definitely something that I try and encompass in into my marketing and my branding. And hopefully that will resonate with with some of our listeners yeah. as well. Um, tell us a little bit about your your story. So what led you to becoming an entrepreneur and kind of talk to me about, yeah, your your journey? Yeah, so I got my master's in sports business. So I wanted to work in sports um, all of my life, basically. Um, I kind of grew up wanting to do the one thing. That's what I want to do. I grew up wanting to do the one thing, pursuing that one job, that one dream job. And I was very close to getting that dream job. And I ended up not getting it. So I think it really crushed me internally of like working so hard. Um, So I graduated with my master's and I needed money to live. I was living in a big city and I was like, I got to make some money to like pay rent, live here. So I ended up getting a part-time job. It was in social media, social media management, website design, ads. I was kind of doing all the things and I ended up loving it. I was like, this is really fun. And I'm actually surprisingly good at this. This was like way before like TikTok, Instagram, yeah, yeah. Somewhere where Instagram was just a photo sharing. That yeah, was it. Yeah. Just a photo sharing. That <laughs> and it was great. And Um, so she loved my work so much who I worked for. She referred me to other clients. So I kind of started picking up little clients on the side and I was like, wow, this is like something that I could do. Let me kind of jump in and go all in while still looking for a full-time job. Never got a full-time job, never ended up getting one, went all in on the entrepreneur journey. And then I started building my brand online to get consulting clients. I really just wanted to stay locally. I was in Dallas, Texas and wanted to get consulting clients. And then I was kind of introduced to the online world of like consultants, coaches, and I jumped in to do more consulting over anything. Um, So I did consulting for like a year, year and a half before diving into just coaching and strategizing. Mm -hmm. Um, And in 2020, that's when I started my e-commerce business, Soulful Scrunchie. So I wasn't even like full two years in of my business yet. And I started Soulful Scrunchies. So many people were like, are you sure that's a good idea? What did you say? What led you to that point? So you were kind of doing the things and then you started another business. What what happened there? I just started kind of getting bored. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, uh, and I had a passion for scrunchies. I always, I was known as like the scrunchie girl online because yeah. all I did was wear my hair up in scrunchies. Um, and I was like, I would be really good at starting a scrunchie business. Cause I feel like I could take my branding, take the vibe and like really make it successful. And I was like, I'm just going to do it because I want, I did want to do it for a while. I remember I made a post in like the end of 2019, this was like six months into my full-time business journey. And it was like, I can't wait till next year. I'm going to start soulful scrunchies. Like I'm going to start this e-commerce business. It's going to be great. Um, ended up doing it at the end of 2020 and I was just bored and unfulfilled. And I'm so glad I started the second business because, because it actually taught me more about my coaching business. It taught me how I wanted my business to look, the structure, um, it taught me my lifestyle that I wanted because I was working so much in my coaching business, like 10 hour days on one business, just way too much in like places that I shouldn't be putting all of my time and energy. So taught me how to like be organized and maintain a really great schedule for myself and started it. And I've been having it ever since still, still doing soulful scrunchies and then got bored again in 2021 and um loved i was running retreats with my coaching business and my mastermind and was like i really want to run these like retreats and turn them into events one day so in 2021 i started um soulful select retreats and i ran three retreats in an eight month time period don't suggest anyone do that because it was i feel like i'm still tired from doing that <laughs> um, but it kind of fulfilled and i realized i was fulfilling different passions you know my passion for like coaching and strategizing and teaching my passion for like community, my passion for creativity. And I was just kind of fulfilling passions within my businesses. And that's kind of realized. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm multi-passionate. So that's kind of when I took the reins of being multi-passionate in the end of 2021. And that's when I kind of pivoted my messaging and spoke more towards multi-passions. I love that. It's really, it's kind of, there's real polar polarities between your story and my story and the big difference that actually made me chuckle is so you started thinking that you were going to follow like this career ladder that was already planned out everything was kind of set out in stone for you mine was yeah. kind of the opposite so I always knew that I wanted to work for myself like at school yeah. I was always the one in detention because I just hated people telling me what to do I was just like I was not cut out for being like again confined restricted like feeling like I couldn't be me so I always knew that I wanted my own business but I never knew what I wanted to do so kind of the opposite of you but I knew I wanted to be my own boss so I left school as soon as I could I was out of there at 16 and I was just like just get me in the real world like I need to just like find my path and then I ended up a little similarly to you, like falling into a job that I thought would just be a stopgap until I figured out what I was going to do as my business. I ended up staying there for like five years. It wasn't for me. So I talk about purpose a lot and it wasn't like a purpose and it didn't light me up, but I was good at it. And it was kind of easy. You know, it was like, I, I got into the swing of it. I built a reputation for myself and it was kind of like a ready-made meal in front of me. And at some point, like about five years in, someone actually said to me, you should do this. Cause I was always still having business ideas and it never, you know, it was like, couldn't see the wood through the trees. Like it would never even cross my mind. And being a generator, I was like, oh, okay. Give me something to respond to there. And then I was like, 
yeah, I should. And then straight away, as soon as someone said that, within a week, I was like handed in my notice, started on the website, like started on the branding, started like putting the feelers out for clients. And within three months, I was like up, bang, had my first business ready. And then the rest just kind of happened, you know, and life just kind of takes over and you just kind of fall into it, don't you? But I think what I would love us to touch on is you mentioned multi-passionate, which is obviously something that you are passionate about, you know, um, and that's what you talk about a lot. And I talk about purpose a lot. And I think people might get this confused. They might think, you know, what is you know they're kind of opposites here how do you how do you have one purpose but you have multi-passions and I would love us to touch on that and I'll just give my um my view on it is that your I believe your purpose is always evolving and it's always changing as you change because as you grow you jump into different timelines and every timeline that you jump in is a different level of purpose that you can bring into the world and it doesn't mean that you're restricted to one thing like you can have a purpose of maybe just an example like empowering women like for me that's that's what I class as as my purpose so empowering as many women as I can to be whoever the hell they want to be like without apology like just live your best life and do it unapologetically like that that for me is a passion and it's a purpose yeah but I can still do other things because I still have creativity that I want to channel I can still do other things whilst following my purpose you know and I think this would be a great thing just to kind of hash out a little bit and have your opinion on Yeah. So my opinion is you don't find your purpose. You create your purpose. I've always said that. So I think that you never find, like, I I would never be like, I'm going to find my purpose. Like, I think we create our purpose, the more that we're curious and the more that we just evolve. Um, And I think there's never, like, I'm not going to be on my deathbed and be like, this was my purpose in life because like, I have multiple I would have multiple purposes, right? As I create and as I keep going and I keep evolving. I think people try to like, they're like sitting down like, what's my purpose? But in reality, like the moves that you make, being curious and like really moving forward with your zone of genius and the skills that you have now will help you create your purpose and your purpose will change as you evolve. That's really what I've always believed. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think that, and I always say this, I always say that, I never in business or my brand at all, I don't, I don't expect outcomes. I don't even like, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't even like really set goals. Like I don't set outcomes because I know that the one path I take is going to lead me to a completely different path. I just know it or a completely different outcome that I may have. So that's why I always say like we create our purpose at the end of the day, right? It's not like, you know, my purpose could be like, I know that I, for the past five years, I've, you know, really tapped into this one purpose that I've loved that I've created for myself, but I'm moving into a new purpose. That's part of my passion, part of my brand, and I'm creating a new one for myself. That's kind of my viewpoint on it. It's very similar to yours of like evolving, you know, just change things up and evolve and have multiple things, passions and purposes. Exactly. And I think, you know, it's it's that whole point of if you stayed the same and, you know, so many of us 
stay the same. You know, we don't grow. We we get kind of all consumed by the fear and we just, you know, we prevent ourselves from ever really fulfilling our potential, you know, of who we really could be in this world. And I think if you're in that and if you stay in that place of where you've always been and where you always stay, then your purpose will always stay the same. And that purpose is to grow. You know, it is to evolve. It is to find who you're here to be and how much you can give back to the world, you know? And it's like, the more we grow, the more we're able to give back as well as fulfilling ourselves. You know, it's not about, it's not about having one or the other. It's not about like, well, you can't have money and be spiritual. That's like a big thing in my world. You know, it's about- being able to have it all because you know everyone's worthy of having whatever they want you know it's not like a you have more means someone else has less it's just about allowing yourself to grow so that you can tap into those purposes that you're capable of in each almost if you like you know level of growth yeah I completely agree I think that like and I've noticed as you know, we evolve or as we mature or as we grow, like as a human, like things just shift in our business and brand too. Like, I just noticed that. And like, you know, beliefs that I've had a long time ago, I don't have anymore. Or like things that I want to do a long time ago, I don't want to do anymore. Like, I think just as we grow and I think we just kind of find our footing. I I always say like entrepreneurship, you're just constantly testing. Like you're constantly just putting one foot in front of the other. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And like playing around, seeing what works, what doesn't, but like, you never know until you try type mentality, I think is very important, but I think that, yeah, going back to the purpose thing, I think it's created through evolvement and through trying and through feeling it out and through your intuition and through actually moving forward. And I think the answers are found more, the more you try and be curious and test things. Mm. I think that's, that's actually a really interesting point and something that I actually spoke to one of my clients about today. And it was the whole, so she's a new entrepreneur. So she's not been an entrepreneur before and she's wanting to, to step into the world. And she has this massive fear of, of, um, judgment right of people around her judging her and people being like oh like you're you're really gonna do it you know like like that kind of and we all get that you know especially when we first start out and what I said to her is every entrepreneur their first business starts out not knowing what the fuck they're doing like none of us know what we're doing yeah being an entrepreneur is about failing over and over and over again well you know failing you can't really fail the only failure is not trying right but you know it's it's just that the expectation that you have on the outcome that's really what we're testing here and it's if you don't achieve that you get up and you try something else and you know that it's a lesson you know that it's pivoting you to a different projection it's maybe moving your past slightly it's showing you something that you didn't see before you know every lesson every failure if you want to call it that is always just something to be learned to push you forwards and I think that's something that you know anyone starting out in the entrepreneurial world just needs to really understand it's part of a package right it's it is yeah (laughs) you have to 
you have to try, you have to fail. Like the amount of times that I've just been like, this didn't work, this didn't work, this didn't work. Like it's just, but it's like, there's always something on the other side that makes it worthwhile in my opinion. And I just find it more fun. Like I'd rather try new things, do something else, test new things and just stick to one thing and be bored. And like, yeah. I feel like when you're bored, that's when things start to not work for you and you get unfulfilled and you don't feel inspired anymore. And it's like, what can you just try to do like little by little to like, you know, create more fulfillment and enjoyment and what you're doing. It might not work, but it, it may, yeah. you never know. Like, <laughs> don't know. like, it's like, it's one of those things I, I read, I saw this TikTok and it was like talking about how you know, you have to become the person that you want to become now, like really tomorrow doesn't exist in time. Like time is so like, time doesn't really exist. Like there's only today. So I'm like, you know, we're, we always think so much about the future. If this will work, if this outcome will work when in reality, like the, all we have is today. So it's like, what can you do? How can you not lose out on opportunities? Just like trying because tomorrow is another today at the end of the day. So it's like, so as long as you just like try, be curious and test, like that's the fun in in business and life in your brand. Exactly. Because, and this, yeah, this is exactly what I was saying to her today. I love, love this conversation. And it's about, it's not about the end result, right? It's about who you're becoming right. in the yeah. journey. And every time you have those lessons, every time you have those, you know, failures or whatever, the expectation that didn't happen, how you wanted it to happen. It's like, you've learned something that has made you grow. You've learned something that has actually, well, one, it's built different neurons in your whole brain anyway. So like you, you've literally created a different brain (laughs) through that process and you've become someone else because every time you have an experience like that, you become another version of you and the whole, the whole fun I think fun is a big, it's a big word that I think a lot of entrepreneurs lose sight of because we get so bogged down in the hustle, the grind, the burnout, right? And it's, it's, you know, you end up working more than you ever worked for someone else. And it's, you you know, you, you, you kind of feel like you should be achieving something, but all you actually do is work, 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 work. And you never even have any time to reap the rewards of what you're sowing anyway, And I think fun is such a massive thing that so many people miss out on because they don't realize that if they actually tap into what lights them up, that is where they're going to get their best results anyway. That's where they're going to feel the most fulfilled. It's where they're going to magnetize the people that are meant for them. But you have to allow yourself that time and that space Mm -hmm. and that freedom to enjoy yourself because that's the fun of yeah. the journey having fun <laughs> I know it was that's so funny you said that because I was thinking of I was talking to one of my friends and we we're talking about how when I entered the online space in 2019 and I met her like everything was really fun like people were having yeah. fun you know like it was like you know carefree in a way and now it's like no one has fun like everyone's like, I want to create a boring business. If you want a boring business, go buy a car wash. I don't know. Like, this is not a boring, <laughs> like go buy a vending machine. I don't know, yeah. but <laughs> that's boring business and can make you money. But isn't social media, isn't running a brand, having offers, impacting people, like 
fun. It's fun. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exhilarating. And I think a lot of people miss that mark. And I know a lot of people are not having fun in their business. And yeah. I think I do agree. The more fun you have, the more you tap into something like unique and powerful and the better results you're going to get. And I feel like the fun has to always come within, like it always mm -hmm. has to be from a bigger why has to come within. It can't just always be, you know, external in a way. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's, and it can just be simple things, right? Like, so for me, I spent eight years in the grind, the hustle, the burnout. Like yeah. I was literally so focused on achieving success that mm -hmm. I missed out on my life you know it's like yeah. yeah you're bringing in money but did you go and see your kids school play did you you know go and do oh. parenting like you're literally missing your mm -hmm. life and it's always in the chase of generally something untangible you know success what does it even look like you know it's something that is kind of like you're never going to achieve it because you haven't even built a clear picture of what it is anyway <laughs> but once I kind of transitioned if you like I had my spiritual awakening and I kind of transitioned to what I call a soulpreneur and I started really embodying who I wanted to be and the kind of the kind of business owner that I wanted to be because I didn't identify with entrepreneur anymore I was like that to me is like hard work I don't want to do yeah. hard work anymore I've like I've slogged yeah. I've slogged for long enough I'm done with that I just yeah. want to have fun freedom and fulfillment like my top three things that's what I want in my life and I'm good and yeah. it's like we got home today all I had to do today was I had one-to-one -one client done a little bit of um stuff for a speaking keynote speech that I've got this morning rest of the day was free other than our podcast so I was like okay so I went and had a sauna went to the gym had a jacuzzi did some meditation and then we got home from school it was raining and my kids just ran outside and started jumping on the trampoline they were like mom 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 come out oh. and part of the old me so straight away I was like no and then I kind of looked at them and I looked at like their faces and I was like I want some of that. And I, was like, I just so ran fun. outside and like jumped around on this trampoline in the pouring rain. Because why not? Yeah. Right? But we can, I think we can get so trapped in mm -hmm. this identity of always needing to work, work, work. That's the only way we're ever going to achieve success. I haven't got time for that. You know, I can't let my hair down. I haven't got time. And so, you know, I'm so busy, busy, busy. And it's yeah. like, busy doing what? Mm -hmm. Busy doing what? Like all I would have been doing is sitting there with a cup of tea, watching them have fun instead of actually enabling myself to have fun. Do you find, yeah. how, like, do you find a lot of your clients are in that trap of like, just yeah, grind, grind? Definitely. Yeah. And I think that a, I, yeah, my clients definitely. And I think that, and I always have this saying that, you know, business shouldn't fulfill you. Like business isn't the thing that fulfills you. It's your life. Mm -hmm. So like one of your best activities you can do is just go live your life. Like go have fun. Cause I, I do think we get caught up as you said, in like the external success factor and like the money, the status, 
whatever that people define success, a lot of it is money, status, you know, the number of clients and programs, but all of that is not going to make you fulfilled. It's not going to make you happy at the end of the day. It's what are you doing with your life? What, how are you living? Are you having fun? And I always say the more fun you have in your life, the more present you can be, the more fun your business is, the more exciting it is, the more it's not like you know, I, I watched this TikTok, her name's simplifying.sam. And I talked about this on my stories. Her TikTok's great. She's like a manifestation coach mm-hmm. person. And she was like, we get so, it's like, we're trying to chase after the goal post, but the, the closer we get to it seems like the farther away we get to it. And it feels like the closer we reach the external success, we take a step back because at the end of the day, the goal post is just a mental fantasy. It's not really there we have to be the goalpost because tomorrow doesn't exist. Like today is what exists. Mm -hmm. And it's just things like that to realize, like, what are you doing? How are you living? Like, it's not a competition. It's not a rat race. It's not a success race. It's, you know, time is going by. How are you having fun and living your life? Like, that's what matters at the end of the day. Business, your job and stuff can come second, in my opinion. A hundred percent. And I think it's, it's about creating, you know, kind of back to the multi-passionate, it's about creating something that gives you the kind of life you want. And I think so many of us, especially when we start out, because, you know, we don't know any better, you know, we just kind of jump in and we just end up kind of being swept along with the current without ever really being able to stop and look around and take stock, right? We're just like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. chance a breather and I think so many of us just fall into that and we just forget why we did it in the first place and Mm -hmm. it's like you're constantly chasing the money you know we all we all chase money that's part of you know especially entrepreneurs you know we're the worst (laughs) like we're always always and I am a lover of money you know I love money money is like such a gift for mm-hmm. us and it's such an a tool for us in yeah. our businesses but also in our lives of course it allows us to experience amazing yeah. things and we should all have abundance of money because yes. it's just energy at the end of the day you know why shouldn't we have it mm-hmm. but when we're chasing it you know mm-hmm. there's this analogy that I absolutely love from from my coach and she's like if you're constantly chasing something you know think about when you're on the playground at school and there's this kid and he's running towards you like what are you gonna do you're gonna run away like you're just gonna be like back off you know like you're gonna bolt into me like if you're chasing something you're just pushing it further and further away and I think the art of creating consciously creating business or businesses that really light you up gives you the life that you Mm -hmm. really truly desire and when you're living the life that you truly desire the money will just come anyway because you'll be attracting it because you'll be in your highest vibration and it will just flow through the almost through the gates that you've set up right through the portals that you've placed in your businesses because it's an exchange you're giving impact and you're getting exchange back but you have to be open to receive it and the only way to be open to receive it is to be in your highest frequency and that is by having fun living your yeah. best life. like not being like oh I gotta get this email out you know I've got to make this content I've got to do this real yeah. life. 
<laughs> I agree. I completely agree. I know I was like sitting here for our podcast. I was like, I need to create a post because I'm doing a series where this week I'm like speaking my truth. I don't That's know if you saw on. it. And today it's just not coming to me. And I was like trying to force it before the call. I said, F it, whatever. Like maybe it'll come to me later or maybe tonight when I'm laying in bed. Like, you know, it's just one of those things like it's so easy to get into like that forceful chasing yeah. nature. Um, when in reality, like you don't like that's not your highest frequency. And yeah. it's just, and I completely agree. I think that living your life and I agree money is like the best thing ever. And I always notice money comes easier and quicker to me. Funny when like, I'm not doing business things. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm like, when I'm not doing business when you're things. When right? <laughs> yeah. When I'm just like detached completely and, you know, not making that the one thing that needs to happen. Yeah. Um, and I truly believe everything compounds for you too. everything you put out, everything compounds. But yeah, I, I always say, you know, the multiple businesses I have, people are like, is it overwhelming? Is it too much? And I'm like, no, it's, it's amazing because I'm, I'm, I love them. They're, they're my passions. I love doing them. And when you love it, it doesn't feel overwhelming. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's difficult, but it's, a ch- it's, I look at it less like that and more of a challenge and a challenge is fun to me. It's exciting to me as finding kind of the joy in that. And, you know, I tell people, you know, you can have one business, you can have multiple businesses, but if you hate what you're doing, it's going to be really hard to sustain at the end yeah. of the day. I think, yeah, you're never gonna, you're never gonna achieve success in whatever term that looks to you if you don't love what you're doing because you're not gonna do it for very long (laughs) you know let's be you know honest about it it's that's why most businesses fail within what what is that's now like 18 months I think it's like not very long it's not long at all and because most people who start you know they they kind of I think a lot of people who start as an entrepreneur have the kind of the what's the word they kind of have the rose tinted glasses on right and they're like oh I can just you know I see all these influencers just doing nothing just living their best life and just reaping in all the money I just can do that and it's like but the reality is most of those people aren't showing you behind the scenes they're not showing you like their bad days they're not showing you like the teams that they've got or you know all of the things that they have in place they're just showing you like snippets that aren't reality and I think for people like us it's about empowering our clients or or our listeners or whoever it is to know that whatever they desire is possible it takes work but Mm -hmm. if you love what you're doing it doesn't feel like work it just feels like life it just feels like you're just like we're doing a podcast now it's quarter to eight most people would say why are you working at quarter well it's not your quarter to eight but for me you know most people be like why are you working it's quarter to eight at night and I'm like but this doesn't feel like work like (laughs) this is is just fun (laughs) it's so fun I know I know I'm working an event this Saturday for my scrunchy business, which is one of my favorite things to do. I do like multiple events a month because I get yeah. to meet people, I get to network and it's fun and I don't feel you lonely. Do yeah. Um and people like at the beginning were like, why would you work weekends? Like you could just do your coaching business and make money and not have to do that. And I was like, but that's the point. I don't want to be in my office at home 24 seven working on my coaching business when I could go to an entrepreneur event, work, learn, meet people 
and connect. Like, why wouldn't I want to do that? Right. I think it's like, that's not work to me. It's like fun. It's exciting. It's fun to me at the end of the day. And I feel like people have to see like the different perspectives of like, maybe you hate what you're doing. (laughs) Um, but like, we love what we're doing. And I think it's, it makes people kind of think twice of like, okay, am I actually like excited about my business? Am I having fun? Or am I just like making this a chore for myself? Yeah. And I think, yeah, we're not, we're not talking about like the forcing. We're not talking about, you know, when you feel like you've got to make a reel because you've committed to making that real. Like yeah. we're just talking about opportunities that come up yeah. and we're just like lit up by them. And we're just like, yeah, um, God, yeah, I want to do it. I don't even care when it is, you know, I don't care where I've got to go. I just like, yes, I'm a full body. Yes. You know, it's, and I think that's, that's like where the magic is. And if people can just realize that that can be the reality of being an entrepreneur, you know, it doesn't have to be hustle, grind, burnout, you know, the kind of rat race. It doesn't have to be that. But you have to, I, I think you have to choose one, something that you love. Mm-hmm. You have to allow yourself to have fun yes. whilst you're doing it. It's it's not that serious. <laughs> like, it's not that serious. It's not. <laughs> and no, it's really not. Three, have I got a number three? Just know that everything is possible. Like, yeah. everything that you desire is possible or you wouldn't even be able to think of it in the first place, you know? It's just... Yeah allowing yourself to believe that you can become Mm. that person who is able to live that life that you desire and I think um the last thing I I would like to say is when you've or if you've got multiple businesses I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people can fall into that trap that I love that you touched on this is that people might think we've got one business that is like making good money. Why would you even want to do something else? Maybe you're not successful. Maybe you're not as good as you say you are. And I think a lot of people can have that, again, that fear of outside perception, right? That fear of, oh, but other people might think that this, this, this. And it's like, in reality, none of that matters because anyone's perception is just a reflection of themselves anyway. But also- it's kind of the opposite it's not about I've got this much money in this business so I don't need to do anything else it's like great this business is like doing its thing I can step back I can put a team in place if I want to I can step back I can then put my creativity into wherever it's being called to next whilst I've got this revenue coming in whilst I'm still making a great impact in the world with this business I'm now freed up energetically to build something else and to be of even more service and to attract more money into my life as well. Yep. I completely agree. Yeah. And I always, that's really what I, I love to do. And I love to say, I think it's just, you know, we do it because we're passionate about it and we love it. And like, why not? And who doesn't want to have another income stream in my opinion? Like, you know, it's like one of those things that I was like, Hey, you know, I need to today I was like, Hey, I'm going to put some money in our, like, we have a travel savings. And I was like, Hey, I can pull it from my e-commerce account and I don't have to pull it from my business account. Like, you know, it's like think little things like that, that can make a difference or like, Hey, like I want to pay for this hotel room. Like I don't have to use my personal, I can use my e-commerce. Like it's one of those things. And it's like, I use? <laughs> yeah, which one? like, I think that's like a great thing about it, but, and I agree. I think it's just, we don't do it for the money. It's more of the passion and, you know, back to what you said about, you know, 
the perspectives and the and trying it and starting it, I always lead with what is the worst that can happen. Mm-hmm. We yeah. fail and have to start another business. Like it's like yeah. I always lead like what what when I'm scared. I remember when I started Soulful Scrunchies, I was like, what if? Like what if you know one day it just I don't want to do it anymore. Or like one day I can't sustain it, and I'm like, okay, like what is the worst that can happen? you start a new business, you shut it down, you have to do X, Y, and Z, you take a break. Like, I think we think that the worst thing will ever happen if we try something new or implement it. But if you think about the worst thing that will happen, it's not actually bad at all. It's so true. true. Like, I can't tell you the amount of times that I've self-sabotaged in my like business life, like over and over and over and over again. And it's fine because I know you know, my human design is I meant to do that so that I can teach others what not to do. Uh-huh. But yeah. it's like, yeah, it again, it goes back to that fear. And it's like our fear can be so encompassing that and you know, we can understand why because it's a primal yeah. a primal emotion. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's literally like our body is like, okay, we're gonna get killed by like a saber-toothed tiger. And it's like in reality you're just weighing up whether you want to pivot, you know, you're just weighing up whether you want to start another business, whether you want to, you know, diversify or whatever. And it's like, it's, again, it's not that serious. Like, like you said, what's the worst case? Like, what's the worst case? It doesn't do what you wanted it to do. You learn a lesson, you do something else. You know, I I always think the only failure is to not try because if you don't try, then you are, you're failing yourself. You're not failing anything else because you're just denying yourself as ever really realizing your fullest potential. Right. And it's, that's, that's the only thing you're ever going to regret in my opinion on your deathbed, you're going to look back and you're going to regret the things you didn't do, not the things you did do. So why not try? Why not allow yourself to fail? Because yeah. who cares? Like who cares? Yeah. I I agree. Yeah, I'm all for just trying and testing, and whatever happens, happens. As long as as long as I trust myself, that's the most important. Yeah, love it. Oh, it's such a great chat. Do you have any last comments or any last nuggets of advice you would like to give our listeners before we go? Yeah, I usually will say that. Um, and I in this most of my podcast episodes with guests with this is um. You'll find more clarity when you let your ideas come to life. When the more you bottle up your ideas or the things you want to do, the more chaotic you may feel, the more overwhelmed you may feel. Um, but the the ideas that you have, the projects you want to do, the businesses you want to start, whatever, that post you want to post, whatever it is, um, you'll find more clarity when you actually do it. And when you actually just put one foot in front of the other and try, it's going to feel overwhelming and chaotic when you just let them bottle up. So that's my biggest piece of advice. Mm, I love that. And I am a firm advocate, like every time I have an idea, which is like constantly, I have a little app on my phone and I like constantly like, okay, <laughs> get this yeah. one out, this one out. Cause otherwise it just plays round and round. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you're a generator though too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they come quick. I'm a manifesting generator. So I usually have to sit on my ideas for a little bit. Yeah, well, I have to stop myself from acting. Yeah. <laughs> like, slow down, Claire, slow down. I love it. <laughs> oh, this is such an amazing session. Thank you so much for joining us. And where can our listeners find you? 
Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at madison.tender. That is where you can find me. That's where I'm most active and hanging out right now. Um, there'll be some new things coming in the future, but you can get updated through my Instagram. Amazing. And we'll put all that in the show notes below. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank Thank you for having me.